0: It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. Friday was a dark day for all the earth, but it wasn't for heaven. Heaven knew there was a promise given, there was a promise declared, there was a promise made. And whilst the disciples were in utter confusion, even though hell was celebrating, heaven was holding its breath, if heaven has breath. And they knew that the plan of God was there was a promise. Who's ever had a promise given to you? Anybody ever had a promise? Who's ever, be honest for a moment, i got my hand up. Uh, uh, Who's ever made a promise, and for some reason or another, you weren't able to keep the promise? I, I got my hand up. I think about times when I said to the kids, hey, I promise you, after... You know, after dinner, I'll take you for a walk to the park, and then something happened where I wasn't able to keep the promise. Uh, How many know children remember those things? Uh, Who who's ever had a promise where given to you and it was broken? Anybody ever had that happen? Um, I remember my parents. Actually, my brother Dennis is here. He is the older brother, if you're wondering. Just in case anybody's wondering, he looks pretty good for seventy, doesn't he? Like seriously, seventy years old. My nose is growing, um, it's good. but I remember we were just talking about it today, just reliving some of our stories, and we're going up to New York Sunday afternoon, going to spend a couple of days in New York together, which is where we both were born and raised for the first you year, 10 years of your life, me, I was two, and uh, I was eight. Um, we were talking about, I remember the time that mum and dad set the family down, and made this promise, we're gonna stop drinking, we're gonna to move to Australia, gonna start life all over again. And for, you know, for really promises are social contracts, if you like, um, that can be broken or kept. Um, exceeded, they can be exceeded. Um, a promise broken uh, can be very damaging to someone depending on what the promise was. And, and trust is deepened or diminished by our experience of the promises that are made. Would you agree with that? Um, in a marriage, you keep breaking your promise to your wife that you're going to try to be a better husband. You're going to try and get home on work, you know, from work on time and, you know, be engaged and you keep making those promises and you don't do it. I want to tell you, it will really deteriorate the marriage. That's, that's true, isn't it? Uh, It can be true in terms of your employment. It can be on teams. And we we build our hope sometimes on the promises that what other people make us. That's true. And it can be tough to earn the trust of somebody again if you break it often enough. Would you agree with that? Uh, Matter of fact, it can be downright difficult. Um, I'm very careful, me, I'm very, very careful when I make a promise I'll only make it if I absolutely know I can keep it. Um, And and even then, there's been times when I haven't been able to keep my word and I will own it. I really try to be trustworthy. Um, There are such negative effects of a broken promise. A child understands the word promise as a declaration, and the child is thinking there's going to be some action that's going to be backed by the promise. Breaking this promise is a big deal to them. Isn't that true? Big deal to them. As adults, we might see it as a little promise that is insignificant, but no matter how big or how small, a broken promise is something that could form a part of a child's memory for the years to come. And those who continually face broken promises start to anticipate disappointment. Isn't that true? They just start projecting it out into the future. I can't trust. Um, Matter of fact, a man called Stephen Richards uh, says this, promises are only as strong as the person who gives them. Abraham Lincoln said, we must not promise, sorry, we must not promise what we ought not, lest we be called called on to perform what we cannot. John F. Kennedy said, I like this one. I would rather be accused of breaking precedence than breaking promises. Napoleon Bonaparte said it this way. The best way to keep one's word is not to give it. <laughs> uh, Norman Vincent Peale said this. Promises are like crying babies in a theater. They should be carried out at once. <laughs> That's a good quote right there, isn't it? Um, and and for me, I just would rather I would rather understate and overperform than underperform and overstate. So let me show you some promises in the Bible. I want to just, tonight. We we'll talk about the promise given, the promise made. It's Good Friday, and God made some promises. And let me just show you a couple of promises here in the Bible. Two Corinthians one verse twenty. For all the promises of God in Him. A yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Everything God promises is a yes and amen. Matthew 5 says it this way, Jesus speaking, Nor should you swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair, whether black or white, dear God, as I'm getting older, I'm just trying to hang on to what's left. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And listen, to what it says: you are not to. Don't be too loud, and you're agreeing with that. <laughs> Praise the Lord! But I, I love this thought. It goes: listen, to what it says. It goes: but just simply, just Jesus speaking. Just simply, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Anything more comes from the evil one. We live in a world today, we've got to have contracts, we've got to have things signed, sealed, delivered, we've got to have lawyers look into it, we've got to go into, you know, backup and exit clauses and and yet Jesus goes, look, just let your yes be yes and let your no be no, amen? Numbers 23, God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would change his mind. He has said, and will, and will he not do it? Whatever he has said, will he not do it? Or has he not spoken and will he not fulfill it? So I wanna give you a few promises. Just tonight, I wanna set the tone for Sunday. I'm so glad that Jesus went to the cross for you and I. I'm so glad he didn't go at the Garden of Gethsemane, which is one of my favorite places in all of Israel to visit is the Garden of Gethsemane. It was there he prayed. He said, Lord, If there's any other way, please give me an out. Who's ever looked for an out? Anybody? Well, this is the ultimate out. Jesus knew what he was about to go through. And here's the first promise. It's found in Genesis. The very first promise, the very first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis 3. And the Lord said to the serpent because you have done this you are cursed more than all the cattle more than every beast of the field on your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed and he the seed of the woman that is will bruise he will bruise your head that's speaking of the enemy and and You shall bruise his heel. There's God's first promise that he would send somebody that would come out of the seed of the woman who was Eve. And the day will come when God will bring forth his son and he will defeat the devil once and for all. I want to tell you, God is a promise keeper. Amen. Matter of fact, we read that and that is the very first promise that God ever gave about his son coming. But the Bible actually says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, that Jesus, the Lamb of God, was slain, listen to this, before the foundations of the world, before God ever said, let there be light. Before there was Adam, before there was Eve, God said that the Lamb of God was slain before he ever spoke a word of the world being into existence. Can I tell you, our God is a promise keeper. Listen to this, it says in, in, in Isaiah chapter 11, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out its roots. Here is a promise that God is declaring about one that will come out of, the, out of the roots of Jesse. Jesse, of course, we know, is actually the father of who? David. And David, of course, when they acknowledged Jesus, they said, Jesus, son of David. And here is a promise that God is declaring that there shall come out of Jesse... The stem of Jesse, a branch, and he will grow out his roots. Jeremiah 23. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise, I love this, I I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness on the earth. Here is God in the Old Testament making promises about Christ. I love it it says in uh, Matthew 1. In the the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of God, the son of David rather, and the son of Abraham. Look at Psalm 22, verse 16. For dogs, the Bible says, have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked have enclosed me. Listen, they have pierced my hands and my feet. Speaking of the very wounds of Christ. God was making promises, there will come a son. There will come a Savior, and God is a promise keeper. Matter of fact, here's one of the things that God said about when when this Savior comes. In Psalm 34, he guards all his bones. Listen to it. Not one of them would be broken. This is in the Old Testament. God making a promise. The Son of God. John chapter 19, verse 33. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, this is Jesus having been crucified on the cross. I mean, that's a really cool cross, aren't there? I love that. That looks awesome. And it says, uh, uh, when they saw he was already dead, they did not break his legs. For these things were done that scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. I think we should just thank God right there. In spite of all the brutal and cruel torment that Jesus received, God made sure to fulfill prophecy because of a promise he made that not one of Jesus' bones would be broken. Listen to this promise God declared about how we'll know the Son of God. Even my own familiar friend, whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Speaking of Judas, it says, and then I said to him in Zechariah, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, if not refrain. So they weighed out my wages for thirty pieces of silver. Here is a declaration of God declaring something long before it happened. That there would come someone who was a very close friend of the Messiah that would betray him. And didn't just say he'd betray him, but here the Bible says for how much money he would be compensated. Can I tell you, God crosses T's and he dots I's. Can anybody say amen? When Jesus indicated it was Judas who would betray him, it was the fulfillment of the prophecies that I just read to you. And Judas was indeed paid 30 pieces of silver for his treacherous treacherous act in Matthew 26. Verse 14, matter of fact, there are no fewer than 29 promises or prophecies that were fulfilled, listen to this, in the last 24-hour period leading up to Jesus' death. 29 in the last 24 hours of prophecies and promises about us knowing who the Son of God is. In a sermon by the Apostle Peter, he said, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ would suffer has therefore been fulfilled. So let me tell you what Jesus made some promises about. Because Jesus came and I want to talk to you about the promises he makes you. Because I want to tell you, you can trust the promises of God. All the promises of God are yes and yes. And amen. He says, I will make you the head and not the tail. He said, listen to this. He said, even though you walk through the valley in the shadow of death, and there are some people here tonight, and you're walking through a valley. But the Bible says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and to those who are crushed in spirit. You are not alone. God is with you. Come on, somebody say amen. So I did a little little study on what Jesus said, some promises that I think Jesus made. And I just did a little study on the words what Jesus said, I will. And I want to tell you the first thing Jesus, first promise Jesus makes to you and to me is the promise of salvation. John 6:37. All those who the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, listen, I will never drive away. Can I tell you, Jesus will never drive you away? Second promise that Jesus said about I will. He said in Matthew 4 verse 19, he said, come to me, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you. In other words, Jesus gives us a purpose. He says, you come to me, follow me, and I will make you fishes of men. You will understand why I saved you. I will give you a purpose. That business you have, that marriage you have, those friendships you have, the job you have, it's more than just paying the bills. There is a God-given purpose for every single person. (laughs) Luke chapter 6 verse 47, not only does he give us salvation, not only does he give us purpose, but he gives us wisdom. And it gives us guidance. It's not just a purpose, but a way in which we know how to execute God's purpose for our life. And a way, a path which God leads, every single path is unique. Because you're unique and God has an individual plan for you that is different than any other plan for anybody else. And he will give you wisdom. Listen to what it says. John 6, 47, as for everyone who comes to me and hear my hears my word and put them into the practice, watch, I will show you that what they are like. In other words, God, if you hear my words and you put them into practice, I will show you. I will lead you. I will guide you. If you will hear my words, and you put them into practice, I will save you. I'll give you a purpose. I'll give you wisdom, and I'll give you guidance. This is one of my favorites. Salvation would have been enough. It's refreshing. Another promise Jesus made. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. I know it in the audience, an auditorium this size, a church with this many people in it tonight. There are some people who are there right now. You're weary. You're burdened. Your burden about family Easter time could and should be a time where you're able to be with loved ones and families and and yet maybe there's an estrangement between you and a loved one and there's a weariness and there's a burden to you. Maybe there's some parents here who are burdened about your children and I wanna tell you, Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. He refreshes you tonight. It's a promise that God gave. One of my all-time favorites is this one, John 14 verse 16. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, to be with you forever. Jesus said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. I'll give you... The, the, the third person of the Godhead and he will live within you and I will ask the Father to give you an advocate. The word literally means paraclete and that is someone who stands beside you in a court of law. It's a person who will plead your case to the throne of heaven and the Holy Spirit will stand with you. Come on, somebody. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, I wanna close with this thought. He gives us eternity in heaven. And I'm, way, I'm just so convinced that we do not live our life with enough of a consciousness and an ever-present mentality toward this reality. I am convinced we spend way too much time trying to preserve earth life. I will never forget the extent in which some people were willing to go to in the COVID periods. The lengths in which they were willing to, and I'm not faulting anybody, I'm not making a comment negatively, positively about, I'm just amazed the extents in which people were willing to put up with inconveniences to preserve their earth life and hopefully preserve other people's earth life. But I want to tell you, if we were just that intentional about our eternal life as we are our temporary life, come on, somebody. John 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, listen to this, I will come back. And take you to be with me that you may also be where I am can I just close tonight by telling you that God has an eternal destiny for every single one of us, and he wants to come back and I will come back and I will take you to where from where you are and I will take you to where I am and you will live with me in eternity. Can anybody get excited that God made some promises in his word and God is a promise keeper and he will cross every every T, and he will dot every eye and he will refresh you he'll give you wisdom he'll give you guidance he will heal you he will restore you he will save you he will give you purpose he will give you direction tonight he'll give you the holy spirit and on sunday i want to talk about not just the promise that was given that's tonight I want to talk to you about the promise fulfilled. I want to encourage you to be here on Sunday. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't just on Friday go to the cross and go, okay, that was enough. I'm tired. I'm out. Tap, tap. I'm so glad that Jesus rose again from the grave. Amen.